the Lord began to move at the end of the last service and it just spilled over into this one. But how I many you know this is, not a, this is not a normal moment we're in? So come on, would you lift your hands with me? Come on. Let's just follow him this morning. Lift up your voice in this place. I mean, no, this is okay. This is what we want. Amen. Lord, have your way today, Lord. Have your way in this service, Lord. Have your way in our lives this morning. Have your way in this church this morning. Have your way in our city, Lord. Have your way in this nation, God. Holy Spirit as the end of the previous service began to move powerfully and when we stepped into this place this morning it just it is intensifying in this place and I, I want to be sensitive to what the Lord is doing and so there's something that the Lord wants us to hear this morning. So what I'm going to, what I want you to do, don't worry. We, 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 th- this posture right here, this is how we're going to end today. Uh, I'm going to invite you, if, if you can, to sit. If not, you can stay where you're at. Whatever you want to do. But would you just lift your hands with me right now? Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We bless what you're doing. We want what you're doing. We invite what you're doing.
to all of our first-time guests here in the room and online. As you can see, this is, this is not going to be a normal Sunday because we're not in a normal time. If you could just be seated for just a few moments. Even right now, you can just sit right there on the floor. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through I want to speak into this moment and then we're going to get out of the way and let the Lord move. It's okay. Just let the Lord move. But in Joel chapter two, verse 28, listen to what the Lord says. And it shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit. Someone say this with me on all. But I want you to catch this. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Can I tell you this morning, Inspired Church, the Lord is is pouring his spirit out in America. And what began on a college campus, it's, it's, it's as if we're seeing this passage unfold. Because our sons and our daughters are indeed prophesying in the land right now. He says, your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. As many of you know, God is doing something special in our nation right now. Many of us are, most of us, I would venture to say, almost all of us in this room are aware of what God began to do at Asbury University on February 8th. Wave at me if you know. What was supposed to be just an ordinary chapel service has turned into a 24-7 worship and prayer service and it's still going on. And I know pe- people are worried that it's gonna, they're going to stop. Listen, they, it, this can't be stopped. It's started and it's already spreading from college campus to college campus. And, and l- let me put your mind at ease. The reason why I'm taking time, because I want to speak into it. We're not going to quench the spirit this morning. We're going to let him move. But I've got to, t- I've come today and I, there's a message. I've got to speak into this because w- God wants us to catch, catch vision for what he's doing. Because this is not just a normal moment. So don't you worry. We're not quenching the spirit and we're not going to quench the spirit. The Lord is going to move. But what, what happened at Asbury and now has begun to spread across the nation to other campuses. And it's, 
as you can see this morning, it's hitting churches. Someone say it's here and it's coming. God sovereignly and supernaturally interrupted that morning chapel service and chose this to be the spark of a revival. Here's what's remarkable. And this is why I'm taking the time to do this. I want us to see what God is doing and the sovereignty of the moment. What many people don't know is every year they have what's called the collegiate day of prayer. How many of you have ever heard of this? The collegiate day of prayer is, think about, think about how many universities are in this nation. There are thousands of universities. And they, every year they pick one university to host their gathering. Well, this year they plan their gathering for the 23rd of February. And they said, we want God, we're going to cry out on February 23rd for God to do it again. Guess where the collegiate day of prayer is supposed to take place this year? Asbury University. Do you understand that out of all the thousands of universities, they were already planning to descend on the 23rd to cry out and say, God, in fact, because in 1970, Asbury had had a revival very similar and they were gathering on the 23rd to say, Lord, do it again. But I want you to understand the Lord didn't even wait till the 23rd. He showed up at a chapel. I want you to hear me at an ordinary chapel service that everyone thought was going to be routine because God is screaming in this moment that he is sovereignly moving and no man can, can start this move of God and no man can stop this move of God. I had to clip to show you, but I don't even feel like it's appropriate. There's a video they put out and they they were begging people, come and meet us on the 23rd. We're going to cry out. Because what is happening, what we are witnessing is not just a revival in one geographical location. What I believe we are witnessing is the beginning of America's third great awakening. There is one clip I'm going to show you really quick because I don't even know if some of us caught it a few weeks ago, but right before prophet Lloyd preached, I want you to see what he said. Father, we are, we are on the brink of entering a third great awakening. We are right at that door. And I know that you have chosen Inspire to be one of the new Jerusalems of Houston. So I pray that we will become more hungry and more thirsty for your holiness, for your presence. And then we will go to the highways and the byways and we will just compel them uh, just like they did in the book of Acts. We will go and heal the sick and we will go and set the captives free because Lord, there was no doubt about it. As I spoke in the first service, we are in the last day. 
Prophet Lloyd was with us Sunday morning, the 5th, and said, we're at the door. We are about to walk into America's Third Great Awakening. Three days later, three days later, that chapel service took place. We, we are in a moment that we have not seen in a long time. Can you give me 15 minutes and then we're going to fill these altars? Can I tell you where we're at? When I first got saved in my early 2000s, when God radically saved me, the first ministry that I had the privilege of leading um, was a prayer ministry where we gathered young people. In fact, uh, Pastor Bob Jones, his son and I, we co-led that ministry and In the early 2000s, and see, some of you have been praying for revival and awakening for decades and decades. I'm I'm just sharing my heart for for my, my context, and I know this will help you with your context. We began to cry out in those early 2000s for God to send revival to America. And we we would pray and pray that God would do it on the campuses. And and in in those early days of the early 2000s, immediately following 9-11, how many many remember those days after 9-11? God began to raise up prophets in this nation and they began to prophesy to us that a revival was coming to America, not just a revival, but awakening, and that this awakening would would, would come to America via the college campuses and it would begin as a revival amongst students. And since I was a newly 13-year-old teenager, just got saved, even then I knew it's coming. And I began, to, I began to pray a prayer in those days. And I want to encourage you because this is a prayer I think God will answer for all of us. I began to tell God, God, whatever you're doing, I want to be a part of it. Come on, how many of you, that's your heart cry? Whatever you're doing in the earth, don't do it without me. And so, but listen, I, I, I got to say this. The years went by, and I don't know about you, but ha, ha, have you ever, after years and years, you know, life sets in and things happen, and you're still carrying these dreams in your heart, and, 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 and you're like, Lord, well, what about these, these prophecies? What about what you spoke? Are you still going to do it? How, how many of you have ever been there? So as the years went by, we've never stopped praying. Some of you have never stopped praying. There, this prayer ministry has never stopped praying. There have been prayer movements in America. There are prayer movements in America right now that have been going 24-7 for 20 or 30 years, crying out for awakening in America. And I remember as the years went by, not giving up on that dream, but saying, Lord, when, when are you going to do this? But around the year 2016, I began to see a shift. Out of nowhere, there was a hunger that was rising amongst, throughout America, and especially amongst young people. Starting in 2016, there actually began to be stadium events that began to pop up. As a matter of fact, there's there's a large group of us that ran out to several of them. They began to call young people to stadiums to begin to fast and pray that God would release another awakening in America similar to the Jesus movement that would sweep this nation.
And we started to see this momentum. But then COVID hit. And I don't know about you, how those years felt, but COVID was the strangest and most unusual time. Because before COVID, there was this spiritual momentum and then all of a sudden COVID hit. And I want to declare this and we know this. How many know that God did not cause COVID? But we said from the very beginning that God was going to use it. And I remember during COVID just crying out to God and saying, God, are, are, what's, what is this post-COVID world going to look like? You know, the, you know they, they were telling us all kinds of things. People are not coming back to church. People are not coming back to gatherings. But you know what? Our, in our heart, we knew the opposite because there was, there's promises. There is things that are lingering over America. And we knew that this was not the end, not just of church, but this is not the end of gatherings. Because God promised us a revival and an awakening. But you know what? He did use it because he didn't cause it. But in 2020 and in, in, in the times that, that went past that, the whole world got still. All of a sudden, the things that we relied on, all of a sudden, the things that we took security in were stripped away. Then all of a sudden, we all had to be still. And how many know when you're busy running to and fro, you can distract yourself and try to try to run from your own issues. But how many know when you got to be still for a long time, you're confronted with the reality. And see what the enemy used for evil. God said, I'm going to use for good. Because what happened during COVID was people said, I actually need more. There's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more than just my job. There's got to be more than just this. When all is stripped away, all of us were forced to contemplate. Not just what life is going to look like past COVID, but what is this all about? Let me fast forward. And we began to come out of COVID. And I still have that question in my heart. I'm like, God, before the pandemic, we, we started to see stadiums filled with young people in these nations, in this nation. I said, are you going to do it? Are you still going to do it? And in 2021, when everything was still shaky, I get a, a phone call one day to go to Kona, Hawaii. And of course, I was like, yeah, I'll go to Hawaii and suffer for Jesus. But we weren't going there for the beach. Lauren Cunningham, who's the founder of Youth with a Mission, it's the largest youth missions organization in the world. They have sent tens and tens and tens of thousands of young missionaries into every nation on the planet. So Lauren, so Lauren, amen. So Lauren Cunningham and some other generals in the faith, they brought a, a, a ton. I don't even know how many. I mean, I'm talking pastors and leaders from America. I don't know how many of us were there. It was a lot. And they set us down in this house. And they began to share with us. They said, listen, guys, it's time. Either America has a revival or there is no hope. 
it's either revival or bust. Because we've all learned the fallacy of putting our hope in Washington, D.C. Can I say something this morning? The hope for America is not another president. The hope for America is not a different speaker of the house. Of The hope for America as much as God uses them, is not found in Washington, D.C. The hope for America is Jesus himself. And unless we have revival and awakening, there is no hope for this nation. But I, I want, I, I'm sharing this with you because, why, why am I sharing? Because I want you to run with this vision. I'll never forget what I felt in that room. I even looked around and said, God, what am I doing here? And they began to share with us. And they reminded us of the prophecies from the early 2000s. Two prophets who've gone home to be with the Lord. They prophesied this this college movement and this revival that would sweep America was coming. While we were in the room, they reminded us. They said, don't you remember? One of these prophets, before he went home to be with the Lord, he had a vision. And God showed him a billion young people being swept into the kingdom worldwide in one move of God. One billion. God was showing several prophets the same thing. One of these other prophets who God has used mightily, and I'm not using their names because their names don't matter. Had, had a dream and in the dream God showed him God moving on college campuses and guess what God showed him God showed him the football stadiums and the high school stadiums in America being filled with young people crying out and this is listen to what he said he saw college campuses he saw stadiums he saw churches being filled and he said the news had no choice but to report it is in fact one prophet said he saw that the news anchors got on and they said, we don't know what's going on. We don't have anything else to report other than these young people are filling the stadiums. They're in the streets. They're in their college campuses. And, and, and we don't know what's going on. And so they looked at all of us in that room. They said, guys, don't you understand? Now is the time. It's time to strike the ground. It's time to go for it. And you know what? I'm going to be honest, after all of those years of praying into this, and some of y'all have been praying longer than, some of y'all have been praying since you got saved. See, because some of you remember the Jesus movement, maybe from your day or revivals. But see, this generation needs a move of God. They need their Jesus movement. They need their, you understand what I'm saying? And they said, now was the time. And, and, And I remember being in that room and I looked around. And I thought, God, is this, is this really going to happen? And when I looked around the room, this little island in Hawaii, I looked around the room. And I don't know what came over me, but all of a sudden as they began to prophesy and cast vision, they began to say, we're about to fill the college campuses. We're about to fill the stadiums. He's America is about to be evangelized again. All of a sudden, I knew in my heart, God, you're you're really going to do this. I don't know how I knew, but I looked around and I saw pastors from all over America. No one cared what church they were from. No one cared what ministry they were from. It was just pastors and leaders saying, we want revival at any cost. 
But I want to share this with you before I close. While they were telling us, it's time, it's time. There was a young man that began to sing a song. And I'll never forget, because I'm sitting in this room and I'm having these aha moments. I'm thinking, oh my God, is this really it? What, what you're doing is, I was just blown away. And this young man began to sing this song. He said this. It's an old Corey Asbury song. I found this out later. They begin to sing, all is for your glory. All is for your name. That in all things, you would have the first place. That in all things, you would have preeminence. So put me anywhere, Lord. Just put your glory in me. And I'll serve anywhere. Just let me see your beauty. And it was this next part. I can't explain it. You would have had to have been there. It says, catch me up in your story. All my life for your glory. And that may not mean much to you, but in that moment they were singing this song. And I looked around the room and I thought, oh my God. You're really going to do this. Because when they say, catch me up in your story, all my life for your glory. What God is saying so many times, we're focused on our purpose and our story. And what does God want to do in my life? And what God is thundering over a generation. And he cares about those things. But what God is thundering over us right now is this is his story that we're being caught up into. History is his story. And what God is doing in this moment is bigger than one individual. It's bigger than one ministry. It's bigger than one city. And as we sang that song, I realized, oh my God, we're all being swept up into his story and God is writing a story with America right now God is writing a story right now and we get to be a part of it we get to be the generation that stewards the greatest outpouring this nation has ever seen and so when the revival hit Asbury It wasn't clear at first, but as it began to happen, like many of you, I began to pay attention. And then it began to spread to other college campuses and other college campuses. And I began to say, Lord, is this the sign that it's here? And you can think about this, whatever you want. But the Super Bowl was on. So I'm on my phone and I'm, I'm keeping up with Asbury and I got friends there and they're texting me and I'm, I'm hearing about Lee University and Sanford University and all these. And I'm watching the Super Bowl and then all of a sudden it hits me. One of these prophets, before he went to be with the Lord, he said this, one of the signs that we would be at the beginning of the next great awakening, he said the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl. This was years ago. The same week that revival is breaking out on the, on the campus of Asbury, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. There's a whole storyline behind that. The reason why is because in Kansas City is where the 24-7 prayer movement was birthed in America. And in Kansas City, they have been crying day and night for 30 years for God to send awakening. 
And I thought, well, isn't that just like God? A week before that, we, we were subject, not, hopefully you, you didn't watch it, but the world was subject to basically at the Grammys, a satanic worship service. And God said, okay, oh yeah, watch what I'm about to do. And God shows up at a chapel service sovereignly and begins to pour out his spirit on these young people. And God said, okay, you had the world's attention over here. I'm about to grab the world's attention. And guess what? What the prophets told us is happening because CNN is reporting it. Fox is reporting it. CNBC is reporting it. Even the Washington Times. I thought, oh my God. And then, then just to, already that's enough, but I'm driving down the highway and I see the billboard. Guess what movie is coming out next week? They did a movie about the Jesus movement. It comes out next week. I don't think God can speak any clearer than this. He's shouting to us that what we have been crying out for and what we have been praying for is hitting America right now. We are not just going to experience revival. We are in the beginning days of an awakening that's going to sweep this nation. Come on, how many of you believe it? And I'll end here. Here's what's so, all of this is so sovereign and so God. But this chapel service started and it, this, this movement, I, I don't have time. I, if I had time, I would tell you about why I, I think God chose Asbury because I don't think a lot of people know who Francis Asbury was. Francis Asbury was the man of God that God used to spark the second great awakening. That's who the university is named after. John Wesley sent Francis Asbury to the shores of America to bring revival. So God is shouting from our past to our present. But listen, here's what's so unique about this revival at Asbury. It's primarily student led. There are no special lights, no fog machines, no programs. No big names, no famous worship leaders, no famous preachers. In fact, whenever there were some famous worship leaders who called and asked if they could come lead worship, Asbury politely said, no, thank you. Our students are leading worship. You're more than welcome to come experience this service. Because it's what's happening at Asbury is that, and and this is what they're prophesying to the, the movement is actually prophesying. It's the simplicity and the hunger. There's no press. In fact, when one of the news stations asked, can we come to the campus? You know, in this day and age, no one refuses publicity. Asbury said, please don't come because we don't want politics brought into this. We love your news networks, but please don't come. Because what they're saying is that that this revival, they're calling it the first love revival. And the only superstar is Jesus himself. 
This stirs me up because I've been, we've been talking about this in our own college ministry. God has been showing me this for a while that we were coming back into a day. And you've heard me say this, where Jesus was going to be enough again, where people were going to come, not because of who was preaching or who was leading worship, but God was about to stir up hunger again to where the only reason we need to come together is that Jesus is here and Jesus is moving. And that day is upon us. But do you see the irony of who God is using? God is using these young people, the Gen Z and millennials. Here's the irony. They're the generation. Check this out. They're the generation that can't put down their phone. They're the gen. No, listen. They're the generation that is supposed to like all of the flashy stuff. Do you know that the Gen Z generation is the most unchurched, unreached generation in the history of America? Statistically, they're the most depressed, most anxious, and most hopeless generation. Which is why they're the perfect candidate for revival. Because God is saying, the world says this, I say this. Let me prophesy. The world says they only care about image. Well, guess what? Wait till they see my image. The world says they're self-absorbed. God says, wait till I give them a purpose that's bigger than their life. The world says they're depressed. God says they're broken. And that's all God needs to move. And I don't, I, I believe that God saw, looked down on that chapel service and he saw some broken young people that simply just said, Lord, I want you. I don't need anything else. I want you. And that was enough. And God is doing it. And this is how we're going to finish this service today. I want everyone to please stand with me. Joel said, it shall come to pass. I will pour out your spirit on, someone say all flesh. Let me say something to you. This move of God is for all generations. But here's what I want to say. And here's what is happening. I'm being told at Asbury is that this is that the faculty, the pastors, the chaplains, they recognize that God is using the young people in this moment. God is going to send revival across this nation, but he's chosen this generation to carry it. And so guess what they're doing at Asbury? The grandpas and the fathers and the pastors and the chaplains, they're there too. But guess what they're doing? They say, young people, you take the front seat. And you know what they're doing? They're praying for the young people and blessing what God is doing. And guess what's happening? And they're getting filled. And so you even see it in Joel. It says that young people will prophesy that old men will dream dreams, right? In other words, sometimes in a revival, the generations take on different roles. And so what we felt led to do is we want all of our young people to press in. Come on, press in. Press in. Come on, young people, press in. And then we want the mothers, the fathers, the grandparents, the intercessors, and anyone that's hungry, could you please come join us? 
Young people, lift your hand. There it is. Look at that right there. Look at that right there. God is already the hunger. The hunger. Come on, young people, lift your hands. Lift them up high. Nothing else matters. I want to prophesy to this generation, you were born for this moment. The the enemy overplayed his hand with this generation. And God is about to have his way. I believe God is going to begin to fill all of us today. But can we please begin by praying for these young people? Pray that it would spread to every campus in America, every high school, every minute. Come on, Inspire Church. Let me hear your voice right now. Fill this place with prayer and intercession for these young people. Come on, let's let's worship him. Oh, come on. I'm going to echo what I heard, what Deron said. I don't hear you. I need to hear your voice right now. It's not a time to sit on the sidelines. It's not a time to pray quiet prayers. It's a time to pray bold prayers. It's a time to prophesy. It's a time to speak. It's a time to bless what God is doing. Come on, let's lift up our hands. Come on, let's go. Come on, stir it up in this room. Come on. Let a sound erupt in this place.